Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week we're discussing Hawkeye Season 1, Episode 6, so this is Christmas. So let's get into it with the recap. As Eleanor meets with Kingpin to break off their partnership, Kate and Clint watch a recording of them and learn that Eleanor killed Armand and framed Jack. On Christmas Eve, Kate and Clint attend Eleanor's holiday party, where Kate confronts her mother and learns her father was indebted to Kingpin, leading Eleanor to work with him. Kazi attempts to assassinate Eleanor on Kingpin's orders, but targets Clint instead. Clint enlists the help from Grills, the LARPers, and Jack to evacuate the party before rejoining Kate and defeating the tracksuit mafia. After Maya kills Kazi, Kate attempts to look for Eleanor while Clint is confronted by Yelena, who demands the truth about Natasha's death. They fight, and eventually he convinces her of his close friendship with Natasha and of her sacrifice to save the universe. Kingpin tries to stop Eleanor from escaping, but Kate arrives and incapacitates him with the help of some trick arrows. Afterwards, Eleanor is arrested by the police for Armand's murder. Kingpin escapes, but is confronted by Maya. The next day, Clint makes it home for Christmas, and Kate celebrates with the Barton family. Merry Clatemas, everybody. Merry Clatemas, indeed. A lot happened in this episode. There was a lot going on that were closing up as many threads as they possibly could. Finally gave us some like weird, odd character development with Eleanor. It's like they took a really hard left turn and was like, no, you're supposed to care a little bit. She does care about her daughter. She's still deluded but and evil, but she does love her daughter in some way. Yeah, I like that Kate points out, this isn't normal. You murdered some dude. She has this weird like blend of being the most naive cynical woman like kind of character i've seen in a while because she's just like a spoiled brat but like she is evil but she also has this like simple naivety that just allows this to make sense in her head like did you what did you also think that she was going to accomplish with uh, a blackmailing kinpin you know like oh no honey that's not how that works yeah that was never going to turn out well no not at all no way in hell like i'm kind of on his side when the way he was like giving her a chance like I want you to think about this. Are you sure you want to do this? Just, just, just think about it. Just maybe. You know who he is. I can't believe that Kate gave the gift of incarceration to her mom for Christmas. That was a very good gift. I think she should be very thankful. But no, yeah. I Eleanor, what, what, how long have you known Wilson Fisk? Like, the barely concealed rage as she's trying to, like, break off their partnership. Mm-hmm. And he's like, come on. Don't, don't make me do it. Like, God. Again, from his perspective, I could totally see why, uh, like, I just kind of took his side in that conversation in the context of the universe. Like, oh, God, stupid Eleanor. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Wilson Fisk is back, baby. Maybe. Or maybe he's not anymore. Well, it's a very Hawaiian Christmas vibe. I loved how they started on that. Um, to jump ahead, yeah, I, I in the comics, this exact scene happens, and he's alive afterwards. So, like, he will live through this. Yeah, I think he gets blinded, right? He gets blinded. Um, and so this, they're just setting up the Echo series. Like, he's not there. You don't bring him back for just this moment and then kill it. You know, like, no. he's And, and this is exactly what happened in the comics. Kevin Feige troll level would be maximum if he brought back Vincent D'Onofrio just to kill him off in an episode. Yeah, no, that's not that's not what's going to happen here. Um, he's, he's coming back for Echo, and there's just going to be a lot of drama involving them. But seriously, what was up with Wilson Fisk's weird tiki bar Christmas? It was just, it was so random. I think it was just to show like this kind of weird, whimsical insanity about it all. It's still a Christmas series. Remember that, Jason? Did he like fall in love with tiki culture like during the blip? 
I think that was just more the tracksuit mafia mafia's people. Like they were the ones celebrating it and he decided to join in on it. That's how I picture it in my head. I don't know. I saw that Hawaiian shirt and that god awful fedora. No, you're right. You're right. He def he was definitely rocking it. Whether he was doing it because of some conceived ill advised uh, you know, like try to make everything happy before we murder everybody in the city kind of vibe. Because that's what villains do. It was great getting to hear him say, this city belongs to me again. Oh, yeah. In a way, he, I just love watching him. Everything that he does, all his motion, his like slight facial tics and expressions is just so perfect. And that grunt in his voice, ah, oh, Vincent D'Onofrio, you got this role. You're the only one who could do this. He knew Maya was lying like instantly, though. Yeah, no, they did. It did. Um, one of the things I'll say about this episode, or one of the series as a whole, um, I really wish we had one more episode. Of, of of with focusing on Fisk, focusing on Maya, focusing on that relationship. I feel like for the quickest of reveals, the episode before to like here we are dealing with him and then getting rid of him by the end of the episode, and not I really wanted to have more time to appreciate him and Maya's relationship before it went sour, or at least play the back and forth of that. Is she lying? Is she not lying? Who knows what? Who knows where? You know, like all that stuff. Like one episode of that, you could have got a little bit more expansive in the Larpers, like. Just focus on Kingpin for one episode. That's that's the one thing I wish we had. For all the stuff we had, the Maya story, I feel like is uh, was slightly not developed as much as I would have liked. Yeah, I would I would say that like this series, I think was maybe hurt by the fact that they wanted to save the Kingpin reveal for the end because I feel like they didn't even need another episode. They could have just seeded that stuff a little bit earlier. If we had just gotten to the to the Kingpin stuff in the beginning, we could have developed the whole thing. Yeah, actually, I agree with you. That would have been way better. Um, instead of an extra episode, just have him show up way ahead of time and not make it a big re- reveal at the end thing. Yeah, totally. Ah, uh, a sigh. But that's my only real note. Everything else was so damn fun and everything was so beautifully done. Just Yelena and freaking Kate Bishop in the elevator fighting across in that like daredevil-like hallway kind of sh- office sh- scene. Oh my fucking God, it was hilarious. I love their dynamics so much. I need a girls' night like team up between them in some show, in some movie, in something. They are, their chemistry is hilarious. I was a little sad that Yelena didn't stick around to go to Clintmas with Kate. Yeah, I know. But then it would really just would have been too much of a Christmas miracle. I think Yelena needs time. Though I would have really liked to have her in the fucking audience at the end during the musical number, like that's it, just a reveal to Elena in the in in this in the audience, like of just like her rolling her eyes at the end. I yes, think something, been great. something. Every, I think everybody agreed. Everyone who I talked to about this episode said the same thing. That was really fun, really funny. But I really wanted an audience reveal, and I think everyone had like just an expectation of some kind of audience reveal, no matter who it was. You could have put anyone in there. It could have been the ghost of Red Skull. Something, anything. It could. It just would have been hilarious. Even if it's the fucking uh, cosmonaut dog from Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what I mean? Any Anything would be funny. Yeah, I do think... I do think that the musical scene, which was nice, it was fun. But in my in my notes, it's like really wish we had gotten a proper post credit scene, something, something, some kind of tease. And if they wanted to do both, great. They could have given us an extra thing at the end. You know, like doing two post credit sequences is not unheard of for Marvel guys. So like the fact that we we got this, okay, but there wasn't a reveal at the end. Really fucking bothered me. Just straight up the the musical. And it was really fun. I really liked it. And the fact that I like, it blew my mind because I realized when I, when I l- listened to the song for the first time, 
like really listened to it. I'm like, that voice sounds familiar, like the, the, one of the vocalists on the song. And then to actually be able to focus on the main performer, that lead guy is Roger from Rent. Like, holy fucking shit. It blew my fucking mind. Like, that's fucking Roger. Going back to Kate and Yelena, though, just I loved their fight and their dynamic. But damn, like Kate, I know Kate's like bringing her A-game and like Yelena's not trying. And that's why like it's kind of evenly matched. But like their power level difference is very clearly demonstrated, like when they're trying to like scale that building. Oh, no, totally, totally. I mean, like that, and that I think is the point. They're still showing Kate as like, she she knows what she's doing, kind of, and she's getting it way better than she did in the beginning of the series, but she is, uh, she's still nothing as advanced as Yelena or Clint. She hasn't been murdering people for her entire life. Exactly, exactly. But she, she, you know, that whole fall to this, to the ground was perfect for that. She was like, all right, I think this is going to work. I'm barely alive here, but I did it. It's here like a hair's breadth from fucking like breaking her legs yeah pretty much um oh god yelena was just so perfect stop making me like you i'm sorry i can't help it <laughs> like you really want them to have a girl's night out it's freaking hilarious one possibly with like a little bit less thinly veiled threats yes but i still think i would have it like without the thinly veiled threats it would be more like they they don't get along but they still love and respect each other like i really want sisters family time i think that's what have been it but you could still have the thinly failed like loving loving squats and pats cuz they really work off each other that way so well you got to keep that humor also yelena in that coat walking into the party like the fucking grinch like i love florence Pugh. i'm so glad she's in this universe me too me too she really is because i i don't think anyone can say anything different like she is definitely been a positive influence and i cannot wait to see what they do with her in long term i need her to be around and then interacting with everybody in the same yelena fashion i mean as much as i like scarlett johansson like i internally refer to yelena as better black widow she i mean scarlett johansson is always black widow but yelena is just is just such more of a fun character i do enjoy watching her more than i did black widow and i loved black widow but Elena just has something about her just perfectly performed in the hilarity and still you you feel for her and care about her and like see the tragedy and pain and strength on her face it's like a nice balance oh I love it we got a lot of really good moments with Kate and Clint in this episode like Clint full-on has embraced Kate being his partner yeah my heart swelled at that moment that was that was just so beautiful and then like I knew it was coming from the moment he handed her back the arrow you know like it's it's accepted like they're they're in, he's, they're in this now. And I, I just love that this is the episode where we got to really see that in action. Yeah, and then later in the episode, like, he's asking her if she's ready for this. And, like, she explains, like, how much he's really meant to her. It's so good. Yeah, no, all that dialogue was fucking beautiful. Like, ugh. It really, this, this episode really gave us the Christmas kind of ending that was just filled with, like, fun action, the adventures, the nice, some feel-good family warmth moments with these characters. I just I, I did enjoy the sincerity of it. Yet it was still just wacky and just so fucking fun and freaking I could watch Fisk forever. Obviously at the end of the day, like we said, he's not he's not dying, but just the way they pulled the whole the whole scene up. He the way he was trying to beg for his life to a certain extent and convince her, like, oh you know, no, we're just not seeing eye to eye. So she definitely shot him in the eye. Yeah, probably. Also, can we talk about Jack just casually walking around that party with a fucking sword? Jack is the swordsman. Like, I love fucking Jack. This, this, oh, Jack. 
God, I hope he I hope there's a second season. I hope he sticks around because like, you know, Kate doesn't really have a de- Kate doesn't have a parent anymore. So, yeah, he could be the really awkward, like not stepdad. <laughs> he was just having a great time fucking stabbing people with his swords. It is my time. <laughs> he really embraced it. He's such he's like a simple man. He really is. He's just a, like, I love him now, that, especially now that we're like, we know who he is as an individual. We're not suspect of him at all. But he's just so, so simple. Such a dim man. He even said it like, I feel like I'm missing something. Yes, Jack, everything. Even if the post credit scene had just been him LARPing, I would have thought that was better. Yeah, I know. I know. There, there was a lot of missed opportunity there with the with the not, you know, not getting that extra scene. Like, come on, guys. This is the last thing we're getting for like six months. And that's how we leave it. I was surprised that the LARPers like played such a pivotal role in the last episode, though. Yeah, they became these like weird vigilantes. I mean, like they're they're officers in some capacity, fire department or, you know, like LA I mean, NYPD. But they were just embracing their vigilantism under those conditions. There was no investigation going on. They were just moonlighting as like Hawkeye's little minions. And then at the end, they were just like, "We're basically Avengers." Yeah, I know they were fucking hilarious. It was cute. I would, but I also would have liked more of them sprinkled throughout, just to kind of. Give them a little bit more agency. There were a lot more bros than I expected. There were a lot of bros. Oh my god, it was almost a burrow of bros. A bro. A bro. Burrow. A bro. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No, there were a lot, but I loved just the fact that we were went from those those trick arrow montage making and then like picking out all the ones you see, like the freeze arrow, the freaking uh, flash arrow, all that, all that stuff, the pim and the Stark arrows. That guy that got shot in the leg with the freeze arrow, though, like he, that leg is done. No, that leg's gone. That leg is gone. I think it's supposed to just imply that it's it's just an ice shield around the leg, kind of like a concrete thing. But no, in actuality, the way the physics would work on that, that, that leg is shattered and probably dead. frostbite arrow. Yeah, that's gone. Also, those guys in that tiny truck are super dead. Rocky, Rocky murdered them. Rocky murdered them. So this, I don't know if you know that this that actually happened in the, with the owl in the tree last year. In Rockefeller Center. So that owl, his name is Rocky. And it is a lovely little homage to it. So Rocky murdered them all. Yikes. What a way to go. Or do you think they're out there having adventures with the owl? I mean... They could- no, they're dead. Okay. They're super dead. Owls are birds of prey. Like, they're they're dead. But honestly, like, I was kind of thinking, like, shouldn't they have just died when they got shrunk because they don't have special, like, Ant-Man suits? Yeah, yeah. That would have been a thing, too. But they, we don't talk about that with this stuff sometimes because we've increased and decreased the size of ants and they're fine. So we've done it on living things for the sake of comedy and uh, we've not shown the fact that they're exploding. Yeah, the Ant-Man like pin particle physics never, I guess they've never really been consistent or made sense. No, they're not. Plus, I think this is a difference between Yellow Jacket's bullshit and um, and Pim suit. So and and those particles maybe we got the good pin particles, not the shitty pin particles. Yeah, exactly. So you were right. Kazi got got. Yeah, we knew that was going to happen. He should have just run with her. Like I would have been I, even from her. Like I wish we again. That's more. I really wanted more on Maya um, because I really wanted her to 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 deal with Kazi's betrayal too in her head. Like I really just wanted more Maya at the end of the day. That's the, every single note I have about the show on in any kind of negative capacity or just about Maya is like more, I want more of that. They really did a good job starting on this character, but I wanted to see like her issues with Kazi a little bit more expanded. I mean, well, apparently the producers thought the same thing because they, you know, preemptively greenlit 
a Maya spinoff show. Yeah, I know, I know. And I get we're going to get that. But I mean, even for just the story that they had here, like I wanted more for like developmental purposes. And then, yes, you can go into all that. If we're, if we're killing Kazi right now before her own show, you know, that I, I wanted that relationship to have a little bit more. But it is a good start. How did you like the Hawkeye versus Yelena fight? I was, it was heartbreaking. I mean, just he wouldn't fight her. That wasn't really a fight. It was more of like a, he accepted the beatdown. He just tried to reason with her at any opportunity she'd give him, but she was kicking his ass. <laughs> I, I like that he started off with, you'd never even believe me if I told you what happened. And that proves that like he hasn't probably told anyone except the Avengers exactly what happened. And it's been more generalized about like Natasha dying to get the Soul Stone, but no one knowing exactly how or why, you know? Because Yelena had no idea. And he was just like, as if he was keeping it close to the chest. I had to time travel and go into space to go to a planet and Natasha had to die to get an orange magic rock. And also there was a, a Nazi ghost there. Yeah, it's a bit much. The only way the Nazi ghost would give it to us is if one of us dies. And we had to love each other, so it had to be out of love. And then I fought her and she fought me and eventually she's the one who chose to fall to her death while I was stuck up here because she trapped me, winning the fight, thus dying. Yeah, can you, do you hear? I don't even believe myself when I speak, you know? She made her choice and we both have to live with it. Mm-hmm. And that was really sad. It was heartbreakingly beautiful. But the, a lovely, amazing tribute to Natasha, which I feel like this show did a really great job. Did a better job than Endgame. Yeah, because Endgame was like, oh, you know, Natasha, we're sad. Hulk throws a chair. We're going to have a funeral for Tony Stark, but not Natasha. Not Natasha. This, is, this was the funeral for Natasha. This series. This has been a really good coda to Natasha Romanoff. Yeah, her legacy. And complete confirmation on Mockingbird. I was very excited for you, Agent 19. Agent 19, Mockingbird. I fucking was happy. I was so, now I need, I need, I need to see Laura in action though. That's what I want. I want to, I want to see her in the S.H.I.E.L.D. uniform just once. But Tony Stark was right. She was an agent. She was an agent. And those were tiny agents. So what did you think about Kate versus Fisk at the end? The way, the way that they actually did Fisk in that scene, I think was amazing because you can tell he was not trying to hurt her. He kept giving her all the reasons to back down and just leave him alone. He just wanted to walk away. So I love the fact that you're still showing Fisk not be this complete and total monster, but he is, but he like, he doesn't always want to be and try to be. He doesn't like hurting people despite how many times he will if he feels like he has to. Yeah, he was he was ragdolling her, though, so hard, just chucking her about. He just wanted her to go away. <laughs> it's like trying to swat a fly. It's like, I'm trying not to kill you. Just go away and leave me alone. So if I'm trying to disable you. <laughs> I feel like he's even more of a heavy than he was in the Netflix shows because he, like, like he rips the car door off, brushes off an arrow to the chest, Brushes off getting hit by a car. Brushes off getting exploded. Yeah, he's just a solid, dense man. He is extremely dense. So there's just no really killing him through. And I bet it's going to be like it bounced off his eye or like it grazed his bone. And it like, you know what I mean? Like he's he's going to be okay. Fisk has always in the comics just been this such a tough, like Thanos skin tough kind of shit, you know? I do enjoy that he was undone by his own cufflinks. And those were like the cufflinks from his dad from the Netflix show. Yep. Same cufflinks. I love it. I love it. I don't think it's canonizing uh, the Netflix shows yet, but. It's a wink and a nod. It's a wink and a nod too. And we know the what, what those cufflinks represent probably in this, in this universe in the same way, even if it's not exact. 
those are probably still meaning the same thing. So boom. There was there was an interview with Vincent D'Onofrio um, yesterday, I think. To him, he said that it's the same character. Like, I don't think it's actually going to be the same character, but I think a lot of the backstory is probably going to be pretty similar. Yeah, probably. They're just, and they're probably not even going to go into it. They're just going to continue on. And like we, the audience, the ones who care, you know, can just Im- implore our own origin story for him. And they can just continue on in whatever story they want to go into. And if they want to change their mind and do something different, we'll accept that probably if it's as long as it's good. Vague continuity. It's very vague. Yeah, no, I mean, you're definitely right. There's no way that they would bring Vincent D'Onofrio back to immediately kill him. No, no way. And and like I said, that exact shot happened in the comics and in the comics he survived. So the fact that he even said eye for an eye right before, I think is just your your way of knowing because he got blinded by that shot in the comics. So they're just doing it exactly how they did it. And I love that. And then we got um, the Viking funeral for Ronan. That's a good way to ruin your grill. Yeah, that leather is not coming out of that. Oh man, the LARPers should have gone home for Christmas with them. Yeah, you just want everyone there like <clears throat> like a pretty little bow Christmas special. Yeah, Merry Clintmas. Merry Clintmas. I think it's, uh, what is it, Clintmas, because I'm trying to combine Kate and Clint in there in the same word, and Christmas, so it's Clintmas. How did you like uh, Kate trying to come up with her superhero moniker at the end? Uh, the, that, that's I love that from because again that's also from the comics. It's it's just it's so cute. Lady Hawk, no, Hawkey, no, that's worse. That's worse. I got an idea, Hawkeye. Very happy with this episode. Where, where do you think this whole thing? Uh, where do you think the series lands for you as far as overall presentation? Now that you've had a chance to watch and absorb, it's definitely gone up since the first couple of sets because I wasn't entirely sold, but. You know, I think the middle bits really, really got to me. Uh, Like episodes three and four, I thought were as good as really any episode of any of these Marvel shows. I think overall, it stands pretty, stands pretty toe to toe with like Falcon Winter Soldier in my book. Like this is a very fantastical universe, but I kind of like getting to spend time with the heroes that aren't that fantastic. And because that's some, there's something kind of cool about that. Like Kate said, being a hero isn't just for the people who can fly. Yeah, and that whole conversation I think is 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 extremely quotable, and it shows the power of of just Clint in general. It's why I like Hawkeye as a character in the MCU. He's always the one trying to support, and kind of and Loki trying to find redemption, but just also having problems with his own past and what he's done. Same like Black Widow, but she's more upfront, I guess, about wanting redemption for it, and he's just like, I just I don't I'm not even worthy of redemption. He's not even there yet, and I think this episode. This show was about him learning that he can be okay with that and have resolution with all that and be like a good person for in his own mind. Not that he was never not a good person. He always was. It's just he was a killer. That's what happens. This is his trauma, working it out. Yeah, and I think I think training Kate as a successor is kind of his redemption. Yeah, you know? And that's the thing. Like, he, he made it all work in his head and how he does deserve that life of family. And though I hope we see them together again, I hope we definitely start leaning more towards the Kate Bishop show. Yeah, agreed. Like, I think it's finally time to let Clint retire. But if he pops up every now and again with that sweet new costume, I'd be I'd be down. Yeah, exactly. Do you know if we're getting more Hawkeye in any capacity? I don't remember. There hasn't been any sort of news about whether or not there'd be a second season of the show. Uh, As far as Kate Bishop is concerned, I'm sure she's going to pop up because she's, again, a young Avenger and we keep getting those. So I think we're going to be seeing more of her i don't 
I don't know, though. I don't know when the next time we'll see either of these characters is. God, I wonder when we're going to get Young Avengers. I think once we see the uh, the kids, Speed and Wiccan, I think when we see them in Multiverse of Madness, if we do get there, then the the Young Avengers are right around the corner because they want to keep those kids young. Yeah, I like those I like those kid actors, but I, I wouldn't mind if they edged them up like one more time and gave us like Kate aged people. How would that work time wise? I don't know. Those kids went from being like babies to being like 10 year olds like in a day. They're magic. That's true. It's the multiverse and it's magic. You really don't need any other explanation if those two things are part of the conversation. But yeah, where does where does this series rank for you, Joseph? Um, I enjoyed it more than Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, I think it's just above WandaVision, below Loki, below What If. So I said mid-range. So it's three of five. You know, this is essentially the end of our year of covering Marvel TV shows. And I just want to say before we go, thank you to everyone who has listened this year. Please join us next week for our discussion on Spider-Man No Way Home, and again in the new year for our coverage of Star Wars Book of Boba Fett. Merry Clintmas to all, and to all, a good night. All right, so make sure to like, subscribe, and please, tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled infinite a cast and you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com until next time i'm jason and i'm joseph and we'll see you guys next week